0: Hello, welcome to the Artie Pod. My name is Maria Monares and I am today's host. Just a quick reminder for those of you who are new listeners, this is a podcast created by the Alumni Relations and Development Department at Jumpstart, created to connect with our alumni. The podcast will have a a heavy focus on education, stories, career advice, and more. This week, we will be talking to alumni who are teachers as part of our Teacher Appreciation Week. Teacher Appreciation Week is celebrated in the first full week of May, from May 1st through May 8th this year. This year, we wanted to celebrate our teachers by sharing their stories with all of you. Hi Samantha, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start by you introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your education and career path.
1: Hi, so good to be here, thank you. Uh, My name is Samantha McKee, she, her pronouns. Uh, I did Jumpstart in 2012 to 2016. I declared my major as elementary education and Spanish as a dual major. And I figured I wanted to work in work study, something related to either of those. And I came across Jumpstart in a daily announcement email, and I just kind of applied and Uh, realized that it was aligned right into what I wanted to be. I was thinking elementary school, and Jumpstart is in preschool, but I figured if I had a really good understanding of the foundations and understanding where my kids are coming from before they enter my class in first and second grade, then that would give me a much better grounding there.
0: Great. And so you knew from the beginning that you wanted to be an education, right? Yes. How did, you, how did you go from graduating to now you're a teacher?
1: So I wanted to keep with the language uh, because of the Spanish part. And then I loved um, Jumpstart so much that I was like, how can I stay in AmeriCorps forever? <laughs> and I applied for Teach for America. And I got in, and it put me into, still in Massachusetts, into a school in Fall River. And I am still there now. This is my sixth year at that school. Um, and I've seen a lot of TFA members in in my school. It's been great to connect with them. And some of them leave, some of them stay. I'm one of the ones that stayed a, a longer time uh, because my coworkers are amazing, and I get to work with them every day. And then my students are the parts that keep me there. I just love seeing when they grow up and I have students that are in sixth grade now that they come down and they'll talk to me and it's just like such a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah, that's amazing to see like how they grow, right? Especially since, like you said, you've stayed in the same school. You've been able to see that growth and then seeing them come back and talk to you. Well, I'm glad that, you, that you're that you loving it so far <laughs> and that you've stayed with, you know, that you ended up staying with an AmeriCorps program and that Jumpstart was such a, a positive experience for you. Can you tell us a little bit about your Jumpstart experience?
1: Yeah, I started as a core member. And then the the following year, I went into a team leader position. And then next year, I went as a volunteer coordinator. And then my last year, I was a materials manager. I kind of just wanted to cover all of my bases, apparently. <laughs> but it was great to see it in different areas. Um, because when I was like materials manager, I knew exactly what my team would need because I was the team leader. Um, when I was the volunteer coordinator, I knew what things were going on and um, I had the background of my core members that were there before, so I could lean on them. Uh, so it was just great to see it in different aspects.
0: Great. That's awesome. Well, I mean, the more positions you hold, the better, you know. I guess well, more round, well-rounded you feel for any position, right? Any new position mm-hmm. that comes along. That's it was awesome. great because
1: JumpStart worked with my schedule too,
0: because being a double major, I had a lot
1: on my plate. And before, like we have something called the block, which is our pre-practicum for teaching, and that kind of like completely consumes your whole life. And being able to be flexible was amazing.
0: So you've you're you've worked as a teacher for six years now. Can you talk a little bit about your experience as a teacher in in these years that you uh, have now completed? It's been a
1: ride. I will say that my first year, I started in first grade, so I wasn't very far from my Jumpstart students at all. Uh, And then because of hiring class sizes, um, having more students in my class, then I moved to a second grade position because things got pushed and everything. Then I stayed as second grade and I kind of almost burnt out at that point. And then... I entered into the pandemic and really almost burnt out, but that was able to really give me a new perspective on teaching and my health, my physical and my mental health. And I was able to kind of recenter on my purpose of teaching, which is to close that achievement gap. It is to like make sure that my students feel safe, feel loved in the classroom and once I kind of like reframed and kind of went back to my jumpstart roots and my TFA roots, then I was able to kind of come back to it with fresh eyes when I came back in the classroom. And I feel much better focusing on progress instead of perfection. Uh, my mantra is practice makes progress, not perfection. And I never expect perfection for my students because I don't expect that for myself and I can't expect that for myself. And sometimes you kind of have to take your own advice (laughs) that you give to your students. Um, But I've been in my sixth year this year, I have found a way where I made teaching sustainable and it's been really helpful because I'm in the classroom. You know, I I wouldn't be here if I couldn't find that sustainable way.
0: And I mean, you made it work because I hear you are a semifinalist for the Massachusetts Teacher of the Year award. Is that correct?
1: <laughs> yes, the 2023 Teacher of the Year. It's it sounds really big, and it's a little bit scary, but it's really amazing.
0: Well, congratulations! All the all the big wins and all the little wins—they're all worth celebrating. So, congratulations!
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And, and, you know, you said that, you know, practice makes progress and you're right. I think that so much has happened and you've been teaching now for six years, the pandemic and going from one class, from one cl- from one grade to another, uh, you know, it's always different. It's always new and uh, we have to take care of our mental health. And I'm glad that you've been able to do that and that you've been able to maybe rethink what means success in your classroom which you said you know it's progress and you try to to talk about that or and and instill that in your students so maybe that's what we all need right in education we all need to think about uh to rethink what is best for education so can you tell us a little bit about uh, what is something that you hope for in the future for education or for teaching in general
1: Yeah, I really hope that education becomes more sustainable. And I'm not exactly sure how that exactly will shake out because I feel like a lot of different teachers need different things depending on where they are and the students that they have. Um, But what I'm seeing is that like teachers are burning out and teachers feel like they have the world on their shoulders and they do. And it's, it's really hard to meet the expectations of everyone all the time. And we can't, there needs to be something changed in the expectations, I I feel like. And kind of going off of what we expect from our students too. Let's go back to our standards. What do they need to know? Let's go back to like their emotional health. What do they need? A student can't learn if they don't feel safe. Um, and so I can't, I can talk till I'm blue in the face about contractions. But if a student is hungry, if a student um, is thinking about their parents, like they won't be able to focus. So getting back to meeting them where they are and having a little bit of grace (laughs) uh, in administration, in the teams and everything uh, for everything that we're going through, especially in the past couple of years, uh, will go a long way. I think. And I just, I want to keep good teachers in the field. And I want to attract new ones, because teachers are highly, highly skilled, we can make a lot of money in other professions. Um, But the ones that are the most skilled, like we need them the most, we need creative thinkers, we need new thinkers, we need people who are excited. uh, Because it is the most important job in the world, in my opinion. And Uh, we can't teach kids if we're not there,
0: you know. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think those are very wise words. We need all the teachers and we need to be able to meet the children where they are and take care of their needs. And so with that in mind, do you have any other advice for those who are trying to come into teaching or in the education field? Yeah, I definitely think you should find a support system
1: Finding your like teacher tribe is really key there Um, and kind of come with your why. Like, why do you want to be here?
0: Um,
1: And just realize that you can't fix everything because I will look at everything that I need to do and I will want to do it all. Um, But you can't. and sometimes like going back to my why of closing that achievement gap and making sure my students are safe i might not be able to get to every kid to close every gap but if i can close some of them and then have my trust in my next colleagues in third grade to take over what i started that can it's still progress you know and that like it takes a village even to teach a child as well
0: of course yeah it definitely takes a village it takes multiple people multiple years and hopefully you know teachers will take to heart that that advice and continue continue the work Well, this is Teacher Appreciation Week, so we thank you so much for not only, you know, your service with Jumpstart, but also for continuing to be a teacher. We, like you said, we need good teachers and people to be there for the children, so thank you again. And with that, is there anybody, any teachers that made an impact on your life that you would like to shout out?
1: Yes, I had a teacher, Mr. Souza, (laughs) uh, when I was in fifth grade all the way to seventh grade, because we were in kind of a little tiny private school where he was teaching 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade in one wow. classroom of 25 students. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, but he made it work. And thinking back, I'm like, I don't know how I would teach multiple grade levels at once. That's insane. Uh, but there was so much of like peer-assisted learning, cooperative learning, and I didn't really see it back then. Um, I just saw... A lot of us doing our own work on the side. And I was like, why isn't my teacher working with me? But now that I see it now, I'm like, our biggest resource is our students. Like, our students can help teach too. And that helped me because I even saw some of the teacher basils when we were in there because he would give us sometimes. And Uh, when I was ended up being a teacher I was like oh I recognize the structure I recognize how to teach it because I had already learned how to teach myself and that was such an invaluable skill uh, that he was able to to impart on me.
0: Oh that's amazing that's a great story I'm glad (laughs) you shared it with us and thank you to him for you know being that kind of teacher to help you but also encourage others to other students to help other students. So that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. And I hope that, you know, we continue to connect and that this is not the last time we speak. So I will see you soon. Yes.
1: Thank you.